when you start realizing that everything that you are, whether you're sad, you're happy, you're, you're scared, it, it, it's a choice. And you have the power of choosing a different alternative if you don't like your current results. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast, a member of the Education Podcast Network. Today, we have on Jay Wong. Jay is a serial entrepreneur, business advisor, and he's also got his own podcast called The Interchange Maker, which is consistently rated number one in self-help on iTunes. Jay has interviewed such game-changing entrepreneurs such as Bob Proctor, Sean Stevenson, Grant Cardone, Lisa Nichols, among others. And today, we kind of focus a little bit on the mindset and definitely kind of dive in to our educators and, and students as well. Uh, this is a candid conversation, but what I love is, and I think I even start off the podcast, is you can hear his enthusiasm in his voice. Uh, the guy's relentlessly helpful. And seeing that he's interviewed some of the best, it is really great to hear uh, what some people do and what he calls, you know, reframing the situations and then how they treat each situation. So I think you're going to love this one. Uh, so without further ado, Jay Wong. All right. Now we're joined by Jay Wong. Jay is a serial entrepreneur, real estate investor, and host of The Inner Changemaker, consistently rated in the top 100 podcast on iTunes. Jay, thank you for being on the show. Don, I appreciate being here and uh, really excited. Really, like really. the thing is that I, that I love about your podcast and your YouTube channel is I can, I, I'm not looking at you right now. I'm just doing this audio only. I can, I can still see your enthusiasm if that's possible. <laughs> if that's possible. Just oozing. It's, it's the microphone, man. It's, it's, it's. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no. So um, you have made great strides in talking to people and extrapolating like, their mindset. And, and the inner workings of success. And on the other hand, I'm, I'm working with, with students uh, and actually now more and more uh, adults as well. We've got a lot of people and the adults jump into the community. Um, we have a culture warfare going on right now. And I know you know exactly what I'm talking about, but mm -hmm. this culture warfare of, uh, you can never do it. You can never get ahead in this world. Everything is stacked against you. Meanwhile, interestingly enough, the most successful people I know do not pay attention to this and just go about their way. Let me ask you then this, this first stacked question. How do you get people out of this culture of it's never possible to ignoring this and saying it's all on me? Yeah, Don, I mean, this is, this is a, it's a loaded question, right? Um, I, I think for, for us, we actually, you don't want to start. Um, I, I had a really great mentor that, uh, named Dan Sullivan and, um, he's, he's the founder of strategic coach and he always told me, and he always told his, uh, people that went through his programs that the problem is never really the problem. The problem is that you don't know how to think about the problem. And when I was younger, that never made any sense to me. I was like, okay, cool. That sounds great. But I have no idea what that means. And, you know, I, I think for, for me, as I grew older, as I became uh, more in touch with my own gifts and, and figuring out who I was and, and what I wanted to do with this world, um, for me, it was a process 
of figuring out and looking at impossible versus possible and then building that confidence, building those skills to be able to make that jump. I don't think it's possible to just kind of, you know, put the switch on and say, hey, I'm going to attack all the impossible things and I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to be fearless. I'm going to have no limiting beliefs. I'm going to have no anxiety and and I'm going to make this happen. Um, And for me, it was as simple as writing all the things that I wanted to do on a piece of paper. You know, literally just the biggest goals, the biggest dreams, like, like without, you know, holds bar type thing, you know, and yeah. the, the list scared the living crap out of me, you know, in terms of, you know, wanting the, you know, be on stages with some of my own heroes, you know, wanting to share a message. I didn't even know what the message was at that time, you know, wanted I mean, to but let me a- stop you. You did something that was so simple, but was the key. You wrote it down. Like, yeah. seriously. Yeah, yeah. When I talked about people about their goals, it's all in their head and it changes daily. And then they forgot about the original goal. Like you wrote it down. Do you post it anywhere? Do you look at it constantly? Uh, no. So the first time I did it, it was, it was actually at the company I was, I was working in. And um, during, in, during my time there, we had to share our goals quite often. And what I found, Don, the funny thing about all this is that I would end up, I, I got so good. And I think a lot of students would, would probably resonate with this is that sometimes you're so good at knowing some of the answers that whatever you're saying is boring to you. And, and a lot of times I would share my goals out loud. I would I'd share them to people. And I already knew what they were because I shared them so many times. But the act of sharing them would essentially give me enough dopamine for me to never do anything about them. And because of that, I ended up um, getting kind of sick and tired of hearing myself saying that one day I will go and do this. One day when all the stars align, when I'm filthy rich, when I'm comfortable, I'm going to go pursue these things. And the truth is I realized that one day was never going to be today. It was never going to be today I'm going to move on the things that I said I was going to do. And I looked at that list and I said, what's the easiest thing that I could do? What's the one that, you know, is the least painful that, you know, that, that, I, can, that I can figure out? Because I didn't know how to do these things, right? I had to like teach myself how to be able to fundamentally go after something and, and change something from possible or from impossible to possible. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Uh, that was deep though. I mean, I, I just, I, okay. So start with your average, um, 15 year old, right? Yeah. This is, this is definitely my world because I, I loved hearing that journey, but here's, here's some of the things that, that were stacked up against. And I know that you already know this. So a lot of, um, and first of all, let me state for the record and my podcast listeners are almost rolling their eyes now. Cause they're like, okay, here it goes again. All, not all school is bad. Okay. There's a lot of things in education. Like you cannot be innovative unless you know how to read, write, understand history and appreciate it, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of things we do are still great, but the primary objective for a lot of the traditional is keep your head down, shut your mouth, plug along. How you're talking to parents now or 15 year olds themselves, how do all of a sudden they switch from good kids behave and wait for instructions to good kids collaborate and disrupt? Mm. Yeah, no, this is, this is an amazing, amazing distinction. Um, you know, I, for me, I look at it and, I, and, and you have to, I think you hit a point 
where you have to make a choice because the truth is your whole life, there's going to be people telling you, you know, there's going to be people going for one thing and, and, and someone going for the next, right? If we look at politics, if we look at anything in the news, if we look at any, you know, crazy situation happening in the world, there's always people going on one side, right? And then there's other people going for the other side. And sometimes yeah, yeah, one but, of those- but, but Jay, like the, you have to make this choice, but I'm telling you, so many students think that there's only one choice, being a good boy or good girl and going to college and not thinking for themselves yet. And they don't even see it that way. You know, we, we, we belong to that logic of school. What it was designed for still is that way. I mean, school is teaching them to be this way. So I don't think that a lot of teenagers realize yet that the collaboration disruption part is the correct way at all. Because like, yeah. I, I think these people have epiphanies when they're 24 instead of 15. I'm trying yeah. to short circuit that and get them to age 15. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Well, you know, I, and, and I think this goes back to a lot of your own work, right? What, what we're talking about kind of a little uh, off the record a little and in terms of helping people to actually think, right? And helping them to, to realize. Um, for me, I, if I think back really when I, when I was a lot younger, um, some of the biggest insights was when I did things um, that was centered around my own gifts and unique abilities and and even something as simple as like a Myers-Briggs, you know, of letting you know kind of what are some of the things that you're more in tune with. Um, Things like not necessarily a personality test, but uh, a test to kind of test what you naturally go towards. Um, I remember one was a, a Kobe index, you know, and that tested who I was when I was under pressure. And I think like the biggest thing for kids that are listening to this is don't even worry about the choices. Don't even worry about like, um, you know, all the different things that you, you want to think about. You actually just want to kind of get to know yourself. You know, you want to get to know your, your own gifts, your own um, talents and whatever it is that you want to share. Because I, I remember when I was in high school, I had no idea what those things were. And that's part of the reason I wanted right. to you know, be in my safe group and, and be a good student and be a good, you know, whatever, because I didn't have, you're right. There wasn't another choice, you know? Yeah. I think that that's, that, that is something I'm glad you brought that up. You know, um, you didn't know what your talents were because you did what was in front of you and what was in front of you was the traditional way. And again, not that all of the traditional way is bad, but you didn't necessarily have opportunities to do other things. The biggest thing that changed things for me, especially when I was in high school, um, was exposing myself to more things and giving myself different reference points. You know, um, because if you didn't know, then you have to experiment. You have to do things. There is no perfect like book and no you know one size fits all solution that's going to work for every single kid is if you want to be, you know, if you want to expose your talents in, in music, that's a little different than, you know, doing it in an athletic way. Right. But the principle of it is still the same of trying to figure out what works for you. And then when you kind of have that inkling of saying like, you know what, this feels really good. I'm going to go a little deeper in this and take away from the other, you know, however many experiments you have going on. You said different reference points. I like the way you put that. Explain this a little bit more on like what is a different reference point? 
Um, I, I think it was a comedian that said this. So take it with a, a grain of salt, but it's just what came to mind right now. Um, they said, you should never make fun of someone or you should never disagree openly with someone who is like older than you. And he says this as obviously as a joke, because he says, even the fact that they're wrong, they're older. And so their wrong is rooted in more information. And so that's kind of like the punchline. Um, and so I think same idea with reference points is that you can't really make a confident decision and you can't really, you know, believe in yourself wholeheartedly and you can't really, you know, jump over all your fears and limiting beliefs if you're making your decision based on some of those, you know, your, your current state of mind with the limited knowledge that you have, the limited information you have in front of you. Um, it's just not possible, right? And so by increasing the amount of reference points you have, by increasing the amount of experiences you have in your life, you get to make a decision that's a little more full on, that's more full sensory, right? And that has a better understanding of who you are. And, you know, that's the idea of, you know, the whole idea of progress over perfection, you know, is because you can't, a lot of people strive for perfection, but the thing about that is that you can't have per perfection and it doesn't really even exist. You can only really have progress. And as you know more, as you make it, as you have better reference points, you can make better decisions. Yeah, I like that. Uh, it's so oftentimes that <laughs> you get kind of stuck in your own head uh, that I just having that different reference point is awesome. All right, so... You've been now at the the podcast game now for a while. Although I, I will say some of your YouTube content is amazing, and you've done some other like collaborations. Um, actually, let, let's get into that real quick. Um, probably the first place uh, I discovered you was uh, your your collaborations with Evan Carmichael. Um, walk yeah. <laughs> walk walk me through some of because I mean you you guys got some legendary names um, on on that, and then then you kind of. Uh, we're venturing out on your own on the YouTube channel, but let's, let's start with your collaborations there with Evan. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is a perfect example. It's so funny that you mentioned this. I, I don't know when this will be re um, released because we're actually going to release the second interview that I did with Evan. Um, this was a couple months ago on when he talked about his second book, when he released the second book, but this is the same, like, this is, um, hopefully this, this will be of value, but the idea of even meeting Evan was just literally reaching out. And I saw that he had a book coming out. I've always been kind of a fan of his work. And I literally reached out to say, Hey, can I help promote your book? You know, it was never on, Hey, come on my YouTube channel or, you know, can I come on your YouTube channel or, you know, can, can you come on? My, it was never like that. It was just saying, Hey, I love your message. Can I help you share it? And can I help you? Can I support you in this manner? And, um, you know, we had a great kind of first interview and uh, we both realized we we're in Toronto. At the, at the, uh, yeah, I was uh, just going to say, was this a local meetup or was this by a digital? But obviously it started off digital, I guess. So it started off digital and he said, hey, look, you're in Toronto anyways. Like come by, um, you know, a lot of people don't know, but Evan runs a, uh, a he actually owns a salsa studio. Uh, and so kind of a fun fact, um, but, uh, he runs it with his, uh, his, his partner and, um, he's like, come by the studio. Uh, well, you know, we'll, we'll set it up and, uh, we'll, we'll figure out a collaboration to do. And so I, it was, I remember I was like vlogging a little bit that day and uh, I was just so excited to get to hang out with someone that was literally doing, 
um, what I wanted to do in terms of creating content that he wanted, um, having a bigger impact within, within his community. And so um, when we got there, um, he had this whole kind of idea in terms of what we could do, um, how we can leverage other people's like content and quotes and be able to kind of throw our own opinions and spins on it. And so, um, that's how we did the collaborations. We actually did all five. You'll notice that I'm wearing the same t-shirt, uh, or he's wearing the same hoodie. I think he always wears kind of a similar hoodie, but, um, we, we did all five collaborations in, uh, in a matter of an hour and a bit. And, uh, that became, um, kind of like a, a series, uh, and I, I got to support him in, in doing that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you guys are doing some really cool YouTube interviews. Um, like, do you, like, you're such a modest guy. Do you, you care to name drop? Um, you, you mean for my own podcast or for the, well, the, uh, the, the, the ones that I discovered, the ones that I discovered of you early on, yeah. uh, um, you know, I'm looking at Jack Dorsey. I'm looking at, well, you yeah. know, you, you, you name drop. We, we have, we had Justin Bieber, uh, Jack Dorsey, uh, we had Travis uh, Kalanick, uh, the kind of the original uh, founder of Uber. Um, we had uh, we had Patrick Bet David, who I later uh, who I later met up with, uh, not that day, but later on my podcast, and we did our own individual um, type of collaboration. And um, yeah, I, I like I have a huge belief, just like your, yourself, right? That. Um, when you partner with some, you know, the best collaboration, sometimes it's, it's not necessarily a matter of if they're famous, if they're not, um, it's the best collaborators, uh, the best collaboration sometimes are people that maybe they view the world in a little, little different manner, but they're, they're kind of going on their kind of mission, right? They kind of have their message that they want to be able to share with the world. And so it's great to have creators and messengers kind of collaborate so that they can push each other's messages. Um, and hopefully it's, it's, it's a mutual respect type thing. But uh, I always found that collaborations was one of the fastest ways to grow um, any network, whether that be in real life or in a podcast. And now speaking of the podcast... Um, you are taking off. I love the growth and, and what you're doing on the podcast. Um, yeah. Tell my audience about, well, first of all, the origin story. Why all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I want to do a podcast. The reason why. And uh, go into <laughs> a little bit about what the driving force is. Sure. Um, you know, so I started the podcast out of necessity, to be honest with you. Um, I was, I think just like a lot of times when, you know, a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and creators, they, they start out, they feel like they have a message that's within them. They, they feel like they, they want to say certain things. They don't exactly know the exact words or the exact phrasing, um, but they want to kind of, you know, build up their, their own brand, build up their own community so that they can have a deeper impact. And I was in the same idea. And, and what I was trying to do in the beginning was I think what a lot of people tried to do, which is I would copy what was you know, what I thought was working in the marketplace. So if someone released, you know, a lot of blogs, I'd be like, okay, I guess I need to have a blog. Right. And if someone was started doing video, I was like, I guess I got to start doing video. And if someone talks about Snapchat, then I was like, I guess I got to spend a few hours on Snapchat. And for me, I was jumping from thing to thing, to thing, to thing. And I never picked any one thing to just focus on, to go deep on. And um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget it. I was at this dinner one night and I was just sharing about my whole experience. And I did this for a few months. And um, someone at the table said, you know, have you ever considered having just one medium where you could, that could be a hub, that could be a place where you could just share um, content and that everything that you share kind of comes from that one place. 
And uh, the more we discussed it, the more of the idea of a podcast came out. And I thought, man, this would be really great because I would get a chance to record my own breakthroughs. I get a chance to record my own process of figuring out my own message, you know, because the, the truth is I didn't know. You know, I, I didn't know what, what, it, what it was, who I wanted to serve or who was listening to the show and what type of impact I wanted to have, what the message, I, like all of these questions seemed so simplistic, right? But it wasn't that easy. And I, I know creators that are, that are just out there, that are just starting out, they can hopefully attest to this. And so that podcast became my focal point. It became something that I said, you know what, I can't answer these questions of how to choose legacy over currency, which is what the podcast is about. I can't answer how to be able to create deeper, you know, legacy. I can't answer how to be a better leader, you know, for your team, but I can interview people that they might have perspectives and insights to share on that. And I'll just be the guy who's willing to do the work. I'll be the guy who's willing to go connect with these individuals and share it with my community so that they can get the Coles Notes version or they can dive deep with me. They can listen to the entire raw interview if they want. Right. Um, and so that became the idea. Um, and it became this, this amazing way for me to not just find my message, but for me to also give thanks, um, to interviewing some of my own heroes. I love that because like you said, one, you focused on the one thing. I mean, I know there's a lot of people now listening, nodding their head and and knowing that they fell into that trap too. The trap of keeping up with, you know, so-and-so said that if you're not on Snapchat, you're missing out. Oh, okay. And even like, because I went through that kind of phase myself where like, I just fundamentally just didn't like Snapchat. Like, oh, okay. But Gary says I'm missing out. Okay. And I get on there. Okay. Now the new thing is to do this. And I was kind of chasing my tail and a, a good friend of mine, uh, I'll always remember Kevin Bailey is like, please stop what mm-hmm. you're doing. And kind of the same, except my epiphany of <laughs> came from somebody else, but he's like, stop what you're doing. Double down on your podcast. He says, I can literally hear your thoughts coming across your head as they arrive in real time. He says, you know, your, your guest is, is lending you credibility. And, and he's like, you know, and anything else, you're just chasing your tail. And it shows. And I'm like, thank you. Um, and, and, and to this day, I, I appreciate that. So that's why I loved, loved that, um, that advice you just gave. The other thing that, that you said several times, um, and it, it, like how, how really – successful people reframe go into that a little bit because i i love this your, your mentality on this how why do successful people reframe and i i think um i've interviewed so like we, we've had we've had such a blessing of having so many new york bestsellers and millionaires and, and billionaires on and the one commonality that uh, I mean, they're all confident and they're all, you know, successful and are on their own, right? But kind of like an unspoken commonality that I always see is that they realize that everything in their life is a choice. And so being fearful, being in scarcity um, is a choice. Like you're choosing that. Um, you know, being confident, you're, you're choosing confidence, you know, being adventurous, you're choosing adventurous. You know, I chose to be present in this interview. I chose to be energetic in this, in, in this interaction, right? And realizing that everything that you are, whether you're sad, you're happy, you're, you're scared, it, it, it's a choice. And you have the power of choosing a different alternative if you don't like your current result. That is so evident 
with everyone that that comes on and everyone will tell you that it's like you know you, you'll talk to someone it's like you know hey uh, you know I wrote five books and 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 I really believe the world functions like this but the way that they say it it's it's with this pure conviction it's with this pure confidence that they know this to be true but it's because they choose this for themselves right yeah. and and, and, it, and it's so powerful, you know, when you think about reframes, you think about all the negative things that could happen. In fact, if you're listening to this and you're, you're like, I don't even know, you know, I don't know, so, you know someone gave me this interview to listen, um, maybe, I, maybe you're having a bad day yourself. And, and you, you could right now choose to be happy. You could choose to find five things to, to, be, to actually show gratitude for in, in, your, in your life. If you're listening to this, you, you're probably connected to the internet in some way, shape, or form. Maybe you're listening to this in your car, right? So you have a vehicle, you can get around. Maybe you know, you're listening to this on your cell phone. So hey, you can do so much with your cell phone nowadays than what you could have done even 10, 20, 15, you know, even five years ago, right? So the, the amount of things that people have to be grateful for, um, I think that there is no excuse sometimes um, for you to be in those moments. Now, should you never have fear? Should you never like, you know, uh, be a, a little afraid or, or be in scarcity? I think it's actually healthy. I think it shows in every time it happens to me, it reminds me that I'm human. It shows me a little more humanity in my own, in my own, in, in my own self. And the, the beauty of this is that even if you are scared, if you're nervous to get on stage or you're nervous to be on an interview with Don and, and you don't know that, you know, what he's going to ask and you can still choose to be present. You can still choose to, to be yourself in that moment. I'm so glad you said that. Matter of fact, it, it reminded me of a quote and man, I'm, I hope I'm not going to butcher it. And I actually forget who said it. I think I was listening to um, Tom Billy's show. Uh, but I, I, when I, when I heard it, I was working out ironically enough and I, got out my phone and I got my little tablet pen out and, and I, and I wrote it down. He said, anxiety and excitement are psychologically the same. The difference is how you frame it. Mm. And, and it's almost exactly what you were just saying um, is that, you know, you, you, you are going to choose um, how you frame this moment. You're either petrified of going out on stage for the first time you keynote or you're excited that you're still acknowledging the butterflies. You're, yeah. you're, you're just trying to, to always look on that positive. And, that, and, and circling back to my first question of, of the show, that it's that. It's that mindset of almost like, yeah, you can, versus the constant negative media beating down of nothing's fair. You'll never do it. You'll never achieve. And, and that's, I'm mortified by that. By the way, are there cards stacked against people? Of course there are. And, and we gravitate to those people. I remember the day we were blessed to have this guy named JT McCormick come in uh, to our class. And, and JT is wildly successful. And he came in and told my students about all the, like this guy's life was well, he did write a book about it. It's just, it was, it was miserable, all the things that he was stacked up against. But he's like, I don't care. I was either going to succeed or listen to everybody tell me that I can't succeed. Mm. And, and uh, you know, as, as I think everybody knows, our youngsters are, are impressionable and they listen to media sources. So, man, am I going to try to flood them with people uh, that are, are saying, yeah, it is possible then turning on the TV and hearing you'll never succeed. It's always against you. Um, 
So I, that, that's, and again, it's one of the reasons why when I see you on, on, uh, on your YouTube channel, when I hear your voice in your podcast, I can, not only are you validating it by um, interviewing the people that say this, you're also demonstrating. Like you can hear in your voice the enthusiasm, the passion, which I dig, but the fact that you also just started, you know, and in, in, in your origin story uh, of how you started to collaborate on your YouTube channel, you, you like you set out to help somebody else succeed. You set out, you, you, you didn't say, and I, and I think people also get into this conundrum. They'll reach out and say, you know, people get in uh, emails. Will you mentor me? Cause we're like, we, we have this, cause we have this in our, in our, in our own school. Like, like, like my wacky class, I'm like, I like build your network. And I said, but also make sure that you tell them that you want them, like you admire them, but you want them to be successful first. Um, several years ago, I had a student Oh, and he's embarrassed that I'm always bringing this up. He, he, um, we, we had this awesome contact and this, this lady, uh, had some things on HBO. She had done something for Sesame street. She was doing things on Broadway. She was really successful. And so my student basically reached out to her and said, Hey, um, Don gave me your email. You should help me. Cause you know, Don, I mean, it was almost that brief and God bless this woman. She probably constructed this email over an hour. And she's like, okay, first of all, number one, this is, this is awful. <laughs> she's like, never, never email somebody like this. She's like, step one, next time, um, say, you know, Hey, uh, you know, Mr. Wetrick is my teacher. Uh, I, I've researched what you do and I love it. Number two, how could I possibly help you? And number three, here's what I'm doing. And she's like, let me fall in love with you. Let yeah. me, let me like send a, a follow-up email saying, oh my gosh, I love what you're doing. She's like, because I will ask, what do you need from me? She's like, I will feel compelled if I like your cause. She says, but immediately I didn't like you. So, <laughs> so she's like, that came across extremely rude. So she's like, so let's start over. Let's pretend that I've never got an email from you. Email me tomorrow and basically go over this template. And yeah. we printed that out and passed it around the class because it was true. You know, you, you, when you reach out to people, yep. of course successful people are getting emails every day of help me. Well, they're busy. They're yeah. busy building their own empire. But if you're like, hey, love what you're doing, inspired by what you're doing, how can I help you? Oh, well, that's nice of you. And now they feel, and, and if you are doing a good job and you are non flim flammy trying to, you know, get them to buy on a multi-level marketing program or whatever, then, then <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't have gone there. Yeah. But I mean, you know, then, then they're like, dude, of course I want to help. You yeah. know, you're a 16 year old kid with ambition. It's those kind of things that, that, um, they should be gravitating towards instead of you should be my mentor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Don, um, a couple of things here. First of all, I mean, I love, I love that someone put in the time and, and wrote that template out because it's so, it's so true, you know. And uh, someone told me this a lot in the beginning because I think we all, I, I, I'm pretty sure I made those mistakes too. You know, I said, hey, uh, Don or, or whoever it is, can I buy you lunch? You know, can, can I take you up for a coffee? Oh, right? the dreaded, can I yeah. pick your brain? Yeah, right. And, the, and it's oh. like, oh, my goodness. It's like these people don't need your coffee or your lunch, not to say that. Or their brain. Yes. Or anything. Yes. It's not, yes. it's not about that, right? It's, 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 it's someone broke it down to me very nicely. It's like, look, for people that are in the game, 
right? For people that are sharing a message that are moving forward in their, in their business and their nonprofits and in their communities, they're building all these things. They're in the game, right? If you are not in the game, okay, and you're trying to, you know, trying to pick the brain of someone who's in the game, it kind of, it doesn't, it doesn't really match up, right? It's like someone who's not on the court versus someone on the court. So what's better is if you frame it and you are actually on the court doing your thing in the game, trying to get some momentum going on, there's a lot more respect that comes across that way. And, um, you know, for, for someone being in momentum, it's almost like you're in the game as well. And so yes. that's how I always try to, to position it. And you're, and you're so spot on there. The fact that your listeners and people that are checking this out, that they're younger, massive advantage, huge, huge advantage. The first yes. business I actually ran, um, and I don't talk about this a lot, but first business I ran was, uh, it was a painting business and it was with a company called uh, student works painting. And, um, I was 18 years old and I had no, like I was overwhelmed every single day. You know, we were running a painting business for eight months of the year. Uh, we, you know, we, I think we did $60,000 in, in just the summer, which was not even the top like, tier. Like I was freaking out almost in my car, crying, having a breakdown every other day um, because we had to deal with all these different aspects. But one of the biggest things that helped me sell a lot during that summer, during that phase of my business was the fact that I was 18 and I would just show up. I would just, you know, I would do the best that I possibly could. And people, you know, a lot of successful people, they kind of see themselves in some of the people that are trying to, to, to do their best. You know, um, one, of, one of my favorite books, The Four Agreements uh, by Don Miguel Ruiz, the last agreement is to do your best, you know, and it seems so simple. You know, it seems so simple, but you know, there's going to be days that even if you listen to this interview, you're fired up, you're, you drank three coffees, you drank a Red Bull, whatever it is, there's going to be days that you do all those things. You did your meditation, you wrote down your goals, you saw it, you read it, you did the affirmation, you listened to two hours of, uh, of, of podcasts, you're still going to get your butt kicked and it's going to be okay. There's going to be days like that, but you can only do your best that day and the next day you can only try to do your best again. Um, and so that, that's how I, I, I try to look at these things is that, look, it's, it's a really long journey. And, and I'm so glad that you brought up that, you know, I just started, um, it just started like a little while ago. I don't feel like I've even gotten to zero. And when I say that people are a little confused, they like, what do you mean? Like you, you, you know, you started, so you're, you know, you had zero and now you're, you're somewhere, right? Maybe you're not a hundred, but you're somewhere. It's like, no, I think it's a privilege to be at zero. I think it's a privilege to have clarity and, and to know where your company yes. is going and to have the team behind you and to have to be leverage and to be working within your unique ability. You know, when you start, you're at negative. When I started, I was at negative 500, maybe negative a thousand, you know? And so I, I look forward to being at that level where of saying I'm at zero and I'm just starting to build. Yeah. My own it. Yes. Yeah. The obstacle is the way <laughs> kind of thing. The, the guy that has his leg bitten off by a shark, his story and his mission becomes the shark. Um, no, I love that. Heck, my, you know, not trying to always circle it back to teens, but like a lot of times teens know their advantage is their age. You know, mm -hmm. I've got a couple really ambitious kids and they know that, they'll knock people's socks off because they're 16, because they're 17. And if they were 25 and had a business model, you're everybody else. Mm -hmm. So start now, yeah. you know, start right now. 
And, 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 you know, what you said earlier, I know it's so simple and it's so, it's stupid, obvious, but writing these things down, have a daily goal. I've got a couple of kids in my class right now. Well, I'm writing a book. Let me see your chapter outlines. When's your deadline? When yeah. do you ship? You know, having that Seth Godin mindset, like this is the day it ships, like, period. Yeah. And, yeah. and when they tell me that they don't have that, I'm like, you have to have that. Um, because otherwise it's just talk. It's not, it's not written down. So, yeah. Well, yeah. No, let, let, let me say one last thing because, um, you know, uh, on, on this point at least, because I, I think it's really, um, I was, I, you, you triggered it in me when, when you were saying something earlier, um, that so much of, uh, of people's thinking is like, they, they don't know if they can go for it or, or what have you. Look, whatever you're going through right now, I just want to remind you that I, I don't know who said this, but they, I, I always think back to it. It's that life doesn't happen to you. You know, whatever you're going through, right? Bad, you know, you're, you're coming from, you know, a bankruptcy or you're, you're, you're not moving forward on your things. You feel like you're a total failure. Everyone tells you you're a failure. You have no friends, whatever it is, no matter how bad it is, life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. And so I remember when I was just starting out, I hated living, having to move back to my parents' living room to start my freaking podcast that I couldn't even describe to them. And if they gave me half an hour, what it was going to be, you know, I hated that. I didn't know how to do a, a single thing online. I didn't know how to upload a YouTube video. I didn't know, you know, how to record my voice. I didn't know how to share my story. I didn't know if there was a framework I should follow. Should I say hello? Do I say good? But like, I didn't know any of those things. I hated that. But I realized, um, through a period that, you know, I've gotten the opportunity now to kind of share aspects of my stories and, and different, you know, um, on different stages, but I've shared a lot on different podcasting stages. Um, so the largest podcasting conferences in, in North America I've spoken at, and um, I've realized that those moments didn't happen to me. It's not like I'm some victim of those situations. I could choose that if I wanted to, but if I chose, I, I could choose a different reality. And the reality I chose is that life, it happened for me. It happened for me so that I could be the person I am today to share with you these things. It happened for me so that I could build the team so that we can avoid all those silly mistakes that I was doing when I was by myself. You know, it happened for me because I needed that time to figure out who I was and if this was what I was going to commit to and what my message was, I needed all of those periods, those periods where I was, I didn't make any money. I didn't know how it was going to go. My parents would walk into the house and look at me with kind of a, a, a face of disappointment or, or disgust of not understanding what their son was like, why he threw away his education or what he, what is he trying to accomplish? What is he trying to prove? And it's okay it's okay that those people in your life are, is not going to understand. Um, but I realize that all those things, I think about all those things all the time when it, when it comes to creating content, when we're helping a business actually grow, um, whenever we're, you know, help, helping students launch podcasts. Um, I think back to all those moments and, and I'm grateful that it happened. Um, and, and I think that's part of the reframe, you know, part of this interview that we've been talking about is that's the reframe that people should step into. It's that, you know, you're, you're not this victim of life if you don't choose to be. Yes. You can choose to be, yes. right? And then you will be correct. You That's, will be correct yep. if you want to be, right? But you can also choose a different reality. Yeah. No, that's, this is 
when I start sounding like Johnny Cochran, because I have kind of a saying on this, like those, those people, whether it be students or adults, uh, they start congregating together because, you know, positivity attracts positivity. And, and I'm hoping that more of these voices start drowning out the negative because, you know, they create seekers and peekers, not moaners and groaners. Like right, like right now on Facebook and Twitter, people are spending hours looking for sources to be offended by. They're, lo- they're looking like, okay, who said something about me or about my tribe that I can tell people that they're bad? Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, the people that are doing, this is why I call seekers and peekers. They're seeking opportunities, not seeking victimhood. They're seeking ways to make things better, not excuses. And then once they start getting together in groups, they can peek around the corner. They can peek around the corner because they start sharing information and they know what's coming next. They can see trends because innovation is like pattern recognition. And so these kids become peekers and they go, oh, here, here's what's coming next. We should, we should get on that. Um, or they're creating the what's next. And, and that truly, truly excites me. Mm-hmm. Jay, yeah, th- thank you. Jay, I, I sincerely, A, appreciate you being on. I love your story. Uh, I love your podcast. Um, but people are like, okay, tell us, tell us more. Tell them all the, the, the deets, man. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, look, if, if, first of all, I, I really appreciate you, Don, for, for having the space and, and just giving us this, this opportunity to collaborate, right. To get like-minded people to just kind of rift on, on ideas like this. Um, if you are, you know, interested in ha- being a part of a community and, you know, seeing other content like this, then, you know, two big places that I pour my heart and soul into is one, my podcast that got mentioned a, a couple times on this interview, um, the inner changemaker.com. I interview people that are way smarter than me, way more accomplished than me. Um, but we, we actually try to make it actionable and, um, you know, we've had some amazing guests on, uh, and then number two would be my YouTube channel channel, um, which uh, that's oddly enough where Don kind of found me. And uh, that's also another place where I want to kind of, you know, peel back kind of the behind the scenes of what it really takes to be able to look at that list of impossible things and, and to make that a possible um, list for you for yourself. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know what you mean when you're sometimes interviewing these people that make you feel like, wow, got a long way to go. But, um, but none, but nevertheless, man, we, we, we love doing it. All right. Uh, thank you for all that information. I hope people reach out. Um, guys, I'm telling you, this is one of those guys that if you didn't feel in the, the, the radiance, um, then, then you need to turn up the, the knob a little bit, but, um, Jay, Jay is a guy that's doing it. And again, I can't tell you how much I just, I love your YouTube channel. I know that your 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 I know that your podcast is like you know the the main thing, yeah. but I, I personally think YouTube channel is amazing as well. All right, well, thank you so so much for being on. Thank you for um, giving us all these wisdom drops and uh, continued success to you in the future. Thank you so much, Don. Really appreciate our time.